hey hey subscribe to the youtube channel turn on notifications so you can get alerts when there's new episodes go get it You're in the right place. You checking out? Chip Baker, the success crowd. Conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles. Compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles. What's up everybody, this is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles and today we have my guy, Coach Trent Miller with us and uh, Coach Trent Miller is the head coach of Spring High School and this is where we are uh, at uh, you know Leonard George Stadium here doing the interview, thought it would be a cool scene for us to, to do it here. Uh, if you could, your first question is you know, how do we know one another? Yeah. Take that one back to I think it was a 2002 when you came on the scene at Oak Ridge High School. Yep. I was a, a sophomore in high school at the time, um, and I believe you came in. You coached with the tight ends. Uh huh. Tight Co ends. Coach tight ends yeah, there. I was playing quarterback there, and uh, it was kind of a it was a you know being the new guy on the scene there. You know with Coach Baker here was kind of as a high school kid you always you know you you see one or two new coaches come in every single year. And you always spend that first, you know, couple of weeks during two days in camp and all that trying to fill the guys out and try to see well, who is this guy. <laughs> this guy likes to yell a lot. I don't know about this guy. Hopefully he takes on the approach of this coach right here that doesn't yell, that's cool, that's real laid yeah. back. But, you, you know, so it was real cool getting to, to, to know Coach Baker and, you know, and to meet you, you know. Right. And then just to kind of see what your personality was like and, and you know, very welcoming, you know, for for all the players in the program. You, you made it, made it easy for the, you know the guys to be around and to hang out with, and uh, you know it was, was a good ear, to, you know, to listen to. You know, when you're dealing with you know 14, 15, 16 year old kids' high school problems. And yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and when life hits you in the face, you know, you were, you know you were a good guy to you know to be there to talk to for sure. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, again, that it's a good place. Great place. You know, I, I, you know the motor of the, of the the kids there is just work hard. You know, do things the right way, work hard, and, and good things will happen for you. You know, and I think you know those are some things that you know you've taken on in your life as well. You know, which is you know giving you the opportunity to be in the position you're in now. Sure. You know, um, <clears throat> you know, one thing that I'm appreciative of is you know we started a camp in my hometown, Hearn Connection Football Camp, and you know when you have in sports, I think sports is great because you you're allowed you build so 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 much great relationships. Sure. And you know, just our relationship 
one thing I'm appreciative of is, you know, the, the first, we made it to 10 years doing the camp there, you know, uh, giving the, the kids opportunities to, to have a camp there in my hometown, which, you know, we didn't have, you know, growing up because we couldn't afford all of that, you know. Yeah. We couldn't go to no A&M or UT camp, you know. But it was cool because, you know, guys believed in, in me enough to, to take their time to come back and help because they saw that that was something that I believed in. And you were one of those that were, you know, key in starting it. You know, and I don't know how much, if you realize how much you were, you know, just the, the sacrifice and because you didn't have to do that, you know, take your time and come back to my hometown. And it, it meant so much to me because, you know, you weren't just a sometimes guy. Like, you know, every year for like seven years, yeah. you were there until you start having kids, <laughs> you know. And then, uh, and then you had to get that family time, which I totally understand that. But uh, just the dedication, you know, you had, I'm, I'm truly appreciative of that. And I, I'm forever indebted to you for that. Oh man, you know that that the whole the Hearn camp, you know that was one of the coolest things that, you know, I, I was a part of growing up as a kid because, you know, I mean, for those that don't know the background story of Hearn, you know, it's a small town kind of in the middle of nowhere. You know, a lot of the kids there don't, you know, have a lot. They're, they're not given anything. Everything that you know those kids have, you know, they had to work for, or fight for. And so, you know, when you came out or when you came up to us and you you said I'm starting this camp. You know, I, I grew up, you know, in, in a household where, you know, I had to earn just about everything that I was given to. And so right. to be able to do that and just go back, you know, just one day out of the year, go out and, and give your time, you know, for kids, you know, that range anywhere from four years old to, yeah. to what, was like 16 years uh -huh. old, you, you know, and just to be able to shed some kind of light and perspective on life for you know, for a young man that, you know, may not have that at home to me was rewarding in itself. and. I, th I think you're right. I think I did it for the better part of seven years. And then, you know, I finally at that point, I gotten out of playing college football and gotten into coaching myself on top of having Michael, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, with our own camps going on and life yeah. getting in the way and everything else, it just, you know, it didn't, didn't work out to where we get those last couple of years. But I had a blast doing that. Yeah. You know, and, and for us, that's something that we want to try to start doing. In this community, you have a you know a youth camp uh, specifically for Spring High School, right? Because I saw firsthand what it did for those kids, and you know, in that community, and what type of lesson you know that, that those kids can learn. Just again, you know, just a couple hours out of a Saturday, you know, in the middle of the summer, can the make impact a difference. That may have, yeah, it's unbelievable. And what's really cool is. too is you know, you know, you set out to do it in in hopes to help, you know, like you said, help the situation, but really. You help yourself too because Absolutely. just like you you said you know you see that man this is this is pretty cool and it's rewarding to be able to do that you know to know that the blessings that you have received you're able to take those blessings and use it to bless someone else sure you know if you could kind of talk about your life story i know we talked about you uh, going to oak ridge high school but if you could just talk about your life story you know schooling up until now you know where you are now yeah, you know, so I uh, I went to Oak Ridge High School. I'm, I was originally, you know, born in Dallas. Uh -huh. and, uh, um, my dad worked for the you know power company in Dallas for I want to say the better part of like ten or fifteen years, and then they started doing layoffs. And uh, he was he was one of those guys who was just a few months away from being you know you know kept on staff you know with right. the, with the company. So when he got laid off there, I was you know just a, a young dude and. Uh, ended up finding work out here in Houston. You know, so family moves out here to Houston. I think I was eight years old when we finally got settled in here. 
Um, you know, and then I started the pathway, you know, through Oak Ridge High School, you know, through Oak Ridge Elementary and Hauser yeah. and York and, uh -huh. you know, and all that. And so, you know, I've been here for the better part of 23, 24 years now. Um, so really this area is all I know. It's home. It's home. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm at Spring High School now, but Oak Ridge, five miles yeah, up. Yeah, right around the corner. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is, is, you know, growing up, there was always hatred between Spring and, and Oak Ridge kids. And for what reason? I don't know why we never played each other, you right. know, in any sport. You know, I think it's probably just that geographical location that makes it, you know, easy for high school kids to mm -hmm. uh, get along, and, you know. And yeah probably the same type of deal with Oak Ridge and Woodlands kids you know but some things don't change <laughs> you know but uh so I went to Oak Ridge I graduated in 2005 um had the opportunity to play college football at uh, Kilgore Junior College and uh transferred from there you know uh, to San Houston for a year and uh played ball there and then finished my uh playing career in college and got my degree from Texas A&M University in commerce I uh, graduated there in 2008. I met my wife when we were at Sam Houston State University. Okay. And when I transferred to play up at Commerce, um, God bless her, she transferred with me. She, you know, <laughs> I guess you know we knew at a young age that you know this that's what we wanted, you know, and that yeah. we were going to end up together. So yeah. when I transferred out to finish my last two years, it really wasn't that hard of a conversation. She's like, "Yeah, I'll go had to." Had to scoop that girl up. I'm you, man. I don't know what was wrong with her at the time. Thank God she stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I graduated from there. Um, got my first coaching job mm -hmm. at Klein Forest High School. And, you know, you talk about the, the close, tight-knit community and family that, you know, we all experienced and had at Oak Ridge High School. I wouldn't have gotten that job at Oak Ridge if it wasn't for Chris Garrison who was the yeah. offensive coordinator at Oak Ridge High School when I played you know, there back in the day. Chris was the assistant head coach and offensive coordinator at Clive Forest at the time. And so when I graduated, you know, I, I expended every phone call and, and, you know, friendship that I'd ever made, right. you know, looking for a job. Because they always say, you know, the hardest one is the, or that first one is the hardest, hardest one, one to get. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't know anybody. And, and I never really wanted to start off at the junior high level just because, you know, I wanted to be a high school coach. I wanted to be a varsity coach one day. I wanted to be a coordinator one day and a head coach one day. And the funny thing is, is you have your own timeline, you know, of how you see things playing out. And it never, that never, never happens. Works out that yeah. Way. Well, it's, it's, it's good to have a goal or something to look forward to, though. Absolutely. But, but you know, you got to be ready for those detours. You know, as long as you get there. You know, but I mean, you might have to make that the you know, left turn on a rocky road and you know, all those kind of things. But but you're here. I'm here. <laughs> you know, and that was the the crazy thing is, dude. I'd only gotten certified in in uh, PE health, mm -hmm. and I hadn't even had my special education certification yet. And everyone, you know, told me, you know, don't don't be dumb. You know, get something other than PE. Right. Well, I knew I wasn't. You know, the brightest. You know. <laughs> scholar athlete out there so i'm thinking okay what's the easiest way for me to graduate what's the easiest degree to get i work on the other oh, stuff later man. that's too so funny. i get the the pe certification and then um i started interviewing for jobs and they're like do you have anything but pe and i'm like no no maybe you should try taking like health try yeah. you know social studies special education all that so I'm like okay you know 21 year old kid you're thinking dude i'm a good coach if i can if i can just get in somewhere i'm good you know yeah. you have all those those dumb thoughts but 
I interviewed with Coach Hammock at Klein Forest, and he said, dude, I just don't have I don't have a PE spot right now. He says, but I might have a health spot. You know, go go get your health certification. So I'm like, okay. So I go down to Texas Southern, take the test, mm -hmm. pass the test by like the minimum score. And then, so I go, you know, call Coach Hammond and say, hey, look, Coach, I got the, uh, you know, I passed health. So I'm not going to have help. I'm not going to have help, but I might have special ed. Okay. <laughs> go take this man test. So I go down to U of H <laughs> next week, take the, this man test. So, and then I get, like, the minimum score on that. So I call Coach Hammond back and I'm like, hey, Coach, you know, I'm sorry I keep bugging you, but I, I got it. I don't have special ed, man, but if you wait two more weeks, I think my track coach is going to retire. Yeah. I have PE. So I'm thinking, my goodness, man. Yeah. So all that to be said, you know, Coach, uh, coach gets a he gets a PE spot and so I come back down and I interview with him again and you know it, it was totally a God thing man you know you know how God plays you know a role in, in you know in lives of athletes you know right. people in general and all that it worked out <clears throat> coach Hammond called me back and he said look dude I know you're a first year coach I know you're going to take some you know some some growing pains you know on the staff with some guys who you know are a ready to be head coaches now b who have been head coaches in the past and see some guys who are just hard to work with if you haven't put your work in but i want to bring you in and i want you to coach the quarterbacks and i'm like well i can be a great freshman coach and no you're gonna coach the varsity quarterbacks <laughs> I said okay uh, cool so, <laughs> and, who and who was your first who was your first quarterback and my the first quarterback right out of the gate was matt davis yeah <laughs> and yeah, quick story about that kid. My first coaching experience, you know, ever, you know, in, in a game setting. You know, I grew up, you know, playing football in Texas my entire life. You know, you don't ever get on the road. You don't ever travel. You don't do any of those things. High school football, you know, you go out to your home stadium. Right. You play a game. Kids go home. You come into work the next day. Everything's good. You know, that's what you expect, you know, from a, from a college, you know, player's perspective. You get on the bus or you get on the plane the day before, you, you right. drive out, you fly out, you play the game, sometimes you spend the night, sometimes you don't. I'm thinking, I don't have to worry about any of that stuff, you know, being right. in high school, none of that stuff. Well, we get a part of this Kirk Herb Street Classic, or, or I forget what the, what the title of this game was at the time, so we're going to play Dallas Carter in San Benito, Texas, down in the valley, about five miles from the, you know, the Mexico-Texas border. Oh, wow. And we're going to go up the night before, and I'm sitting there thinking... I don't know how this is going to work again. First year coach, I've been coaching for the better part of like three weeks now. We go through two a days, and I've been with the kids. Yeah. And I barely know the kids, and yeah, we're going to go play a game in San Benito, Texas. My goodness! <laughs> so get on the bus, experience all that, and you know, and, and again, I don't know. How, I don't have any idea, you know, of how the, the high school, you know, realm of things works. The routine, so. yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, you get up at six o'clock in the morning on game day. You go have team breakfast. You go to individual meetings. You go right. back. You know, you right? Yeah, you the, the college back. routine. You go through all that, and so I wake up at five thirty in the morning. You know, we got a two o'clock kickoff in San Benito. I'm, I'm jacked and I'm ready to go, and everybody's asleep. And I'm like, what? What? What, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, and I'm just as jittery as you know Matt, as, who's as you're playing, yeah. fixing to be the dude, you know, for the next three years. So we all think he's going to be that guy, but you don't know. Yeah. I mean, the kid is 16 years old, never played a varsity snap in his life, and the kid's a freak. But you don't—he's never been hit in the mouth by a varsity, you know, football right. kid. So, so you know, I get up and I'm pacing, you know, the lobby and waiting for this and that. And finally, eight o'clock, get a phone call: Hey, go wake up your players. So I which is easy for me i got two quarterbacks you know i got matt and i got another kid yeah um 
So I go wake him up, and you know, again, you get caught up in that routine of you know pregame. You know, you're gonna have your individual meetings and all that. So, so I get mad. We get through eating breakfast, and I take him down to the lobby, and then, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna grill him. You know, what right. are we gonna do? First down, what do we got? Second down, what do we got? And so, I get with Matt, and I get through the script, and. And I said, okay, dude, you know, we've talked about this as a staff. You know, the first play that we're going to run is, you know, kind of a, an outside zone play where, you know, you're reading the backside defensive end. We're anticipating that you're going to pull it, you right. know, which is why we want to call this play first because, you know, I want to get you hit. You know, yeah. I want to get you, I want to ease you into the game, you know, easy. I don't want you to throw, you know, I don't want to call a passing play. We don't want to do a passing play the first play because we want you to see what's going to hit you. Right. You know, and, and get a feel for you. comfortable. For, you know, for, yeah, for what's going on. <clears throat> and that kid looked at me, and I'll never forget this, and he says, Coach, what if they don't touch me? Boy, you have no clue. Mad, you know, like who does this kid think he is? We're fixing to play Dallas Carter, who, by the way, was on, you know, part of a movie, yeah. you know, with Friday Night Lights. It just came out a year ago, and and, and so, and I'm like, no, well, dude, you're gonna get hit. You know, we're thinking you'll get a four or five yard gain. Well, you know, we got a great oh, second, seven man. play call and all that. And I'll be dead again. We get the ball first, opening kickoff. We start our drive on like the 34, 33 yard line. Call the play, first play of the game, Matt goes 65 yards. No, not one person touched not him. Touched. Didn't break an arm tackle, did not run somebody in the corner of the end zone and dive in, just go 65 yards. Oh my gosh. Him. And I'll never forget that ever <laughs> in my life. And that was one of the coolest, one of the coolest things, you know, that I've been a part of. In he called it. He called it. Yeah. And yeah. it made me mad because I didn't have as a quarterback in high school or college yeah. that capability whatsoever. Yeah. I think I've got to rely on, you know, my body to get me four or five yards. <laughs> and this dude walks out and just like these guys aren't even there. Yeah. And just houses it and, and obviously ended up being a special player that did some amazing things at at SMU and mm -hmm. was a great kid. And it's co it's coaching kids like that to make our jobs easy and make it you know make it worth it. No doubt about sure. it. No doubt about it. So so track your career for me. So you started at Klein Forest. So I started at Klein Forest. Mm -hmm. I was there for three years, and then got the opportunity to go over for Gene Johnson at Cypress Ranch for a year. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a that was an interesting situation because you know Cypress Ranch had just opened four years or three years before. Uh -huh. And so he hired me on over there to uh, coach his quarterbacks, and that was the first class that had seniors that have you know been there from mm -hmm. their freshman to their senior year. So they knew that they were going to be something special. Um, and, and Coach Johnson, you know, was a great head coach, um, had always coached the quarterbacks and been the head coach. Well, when he brought me in, you know, he he had told me that he had decided that. He was at that point in his head coaching career that he didn't want to, you know, coach a, a position. specific position anymore. He wanted to be more of a head coach where he could focus on, you know, the defense just as equally as the offense and special right. teams and, you know, be one of those guys. And so it was an interesting situation for me to walk into in itself, A, working for Coach Johnson, who had never um, done anything except coach quarterbacks and be a head right. coach, and, uh, and then walking into a situation where, you know, we knew we were going to be successful. We just didn't know how successful we were. You know, we were going to be. And That's awesome for a guy to have that big of trust in you. It was, you know, and and I I learned over the years that you know that I I you know I've met so many different coaches. You know that you know I told them I was going to Side Ranch to work for Coach Johnson. And they're like, oh, what are you going to coach? I'm like, I'm going to I'm coaching the quarterbacks. And they're like, What? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, Coach yeah. Johnson doesn't let anybody touch his quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, and then it, so you look back and you go, well, I, I know the conversation we had, you know, and 
maybe he saw something to me that I don't see myself yet, or yeah. or maybe he really, you know, wants to step back. Whatever the case was, it was, you know, I'll again, take it, and I'm, I'm gonna do the best I can. That was it. You know, yeah. it's one another one of those God things. You know, God puts us, you know, in situations in our lives that we're not necessarily aware, you know, prepared for or, or ready for, or or He does things in our lives to, you know, kind of challenge us to be something different than what we are. Right. You know, to, to push you to be something, you know, better, obviously, but. But to always make you just a little bit uncomfortable. And why I took that job out in Cyprus, you know, I still to this day not 100% you know, sure of. We, we live over in Oak Ridge, and at that time, the Grand Parkway hadn't been built yet. We uh -huh. just had, you know, Michael was two years old. Lindsay was pregnant with Cole. I'm driving 55 minutes to Cy Ranch every single day. And, you know, at that time, I'm thinking, if I can just hang on two more years, yeah. the parkway will be built, and I can get there in like 25 minutes. All right. But, you know, so I was there for the, just that one season. We had a tremendous playoff run, you know. It's against one of those situations where, you know, you're part of a, a program that had never been a part of, the, you know, the playoffs. And so you win one game, you know, one turns into two, and then two turns into three. You yeah. know, and then it becomes that, you know, that addictive, you know, you gotta have that it. you're always chasing. got to have it. You know, and then you're in uncharted territories, you know. It's like okay well if we can beat that team we can certainly be that team we can beat that mm -hmm. team you know and then eventually in region three we ran into katie high school so <laughs> that's yeah. kind of like the achilles heel of every you know houston area's team is katie yeah, no doubt uh, especially going through region three but you know i mean but you know after that you know i parlayed that job into you know coming over when uh, you know sam was the head coach here mm -hmm. You know, I, I coached quarterbacks my entire career, you know, was with, you know, a part of, a, you know, two successful programs in Klein Forest and, and Cy Ranch. You know, Sam had a, an offensive coordinator's opening and posted it on the THSCA job board. And at that time, spring was still kind of the spring of the old where, you know, they were guaranteed two and eight, three and seven, mm -hmm. best four and six, you know, but it was close to home. It was an opportunity for me to get my first coordinator's job. and. Myself, like everybody in the area at that time, saw spring as having potential to be something really special. Right. They just always found a way at that time to either get it, get in the way of themselves or just always fall short of something. Yes. And what that something was was something that I was willing to chase to find out what that was that was holding them away, you know, away from just getting into the playoffs. Right. You know, and so it was the March of, I think, 2012, 2013. I came over and interviewed with, with Sam and got the coordinator's job, and the rest is history, man. You know, I yeah. spent four years being the offense coordinator here, and then Sam takes the, the head job at Tomball Memorial. And, you know, I was left in a place where I either apply and hope and pray and I get the job or right. find a job somewhere else and, you know, you know, and give it to God and let God handle it. And, you know, again, it was one of those, one of those deals, 30 years old, 6A school and, you know, spring high school. Who just, yeah. You know, come off of back Texas to back. football, baby. Great playoff runs. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I go through the inter the interview process here. I'm thinking, there's no way in the world I'm going to apply for this job and I'm going to get the job. There's there's no way. Yeah. Because you know, at that time, you know, this time last year, we had you know, spring high school been in the playoffs for the last three years, gone from the quarterfinals to the regional quarterfinals. You know, it's four rounds, three rounds, two rounds. I mean, we've been we turned into somewhat of a a successful program. Right. So I'm thinking, man, we, you know, when they post this job, there's going to be big hitters from all over the right. state coming in for this one, and I'm sure there were, you know, I, I don't know for you know for certain, you know, who the guys were who put their names in, you know, and, and got interviews for the job. But I talked to Coach Amendola and I said, you know, Coach, you know, I want to apply for the job, and you know, it, 
I know I'm young. I know I've only got coordinators experience for four years, you, you know, and but I know these kids and, and I love these kids and I would do anything for these kids and I know these kids would do, would do anything for me. I owe it to myself and I owe it to this program to at least give Try everything it. that I got. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I said, but if there comes a point at any time during this process where this it turns into just a courtesy, because we, we know how those things work. Right, right, right. Just, coach, let me know. You know, it's no hard feelings. Right. Just let me know. And he looked at me and he said, Coach, I think you got a, as good a, a shot as, you know, anybody. You know, and then the whole hiring process, you know, you, you hear there's going to be 10 guys, there's going to be 14 guys, there's going to be one round, there's going to be two rounds. Right. You don't know. You know, at that time, you know, I don't know that anybody knew. But I went to the first round, you know, and, you know, and you're on the firing squad. You're in there. You're the only person. You got eight <laughs> different people looking at you. You got principal, AD, assistant uh, AD, assistant principal, uh, volleyball coach, basketball coach. And they all got their own set of questions. And you're like, I've never interviewed for a head job ever. <laughs> it helps a little bit that I know some of these people. But, yeah. you know, we, we had, you know, coaches from different campuses, you know, a part of the interviewing process. So it was really, it was a really kind of a cool deal. And I'm sitting there thinking again. Man, if I don't get this job, <clears throat> this is great experience for me. Oh, without a, without a you know, doubt. Yeah. There's no way if if you don't know what you're doing or what you're talking about, you can get through that without sounding like a total just like goofball, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I went through that 45 minute grilling, and I get my truck and I call Lindsay, and she's like, "How'd it go?" And I'm like, "I have no Holy idea." Holy crap! <laughs> no, I, I think I did okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. But when are they going to let you know something? They'll let me know something in a couple of days. I'm thinking, this is when I'm going to get my phone call saying, hey, you know, we love you. Yeah. We'll do whatever we can to help you, you know, but we're going to go a different direction. So I'm out here, you know, I'm the interim head coach at the time. I'm out here, the AD on duty at a girls' soccer game. My phone rings and says, Coach Miller. I said, what's going on, Coach? He said, hey, you made it on to round two. Awesome. When's yeah. round two? Tomorrow morning. All right, so the second round of the interview. Yeah, so I get so I get that phone call. I said, Coach, you know, you, we're gonna we're gonna bring you in tomorrow. I said, Okay, cool. So then, you know, we get into that. You know, what am what are you gonna what am I gonna talk about? You got 30 minutes. Anything specific? You know, campus coordinator stuff, head football coach stuff. Coach, you got 30 minutes. Said, okay. So I get the guy who's my, my assistant head coach now, who I was gonna you know keep with me. I said, Hey, dude. We gotta put together a PowerPoint. He said, "What do you mean we gotta put together a PowerPoint, dude? I got 30 minutes. I gotta, I gotta burn, <laughs> and I want every, every second of it. 30 minutes. Yeah. So it sounds like you got some more, dude. I said, "No, nah, buddy, we got some we more." <laughs> so we sat down. We started ironing out this PowerPoint, and you know, it goes from, "What are you gonna do?" You know, the, you, you hear all these war stories, all these horror stories about you know, the interviewing process and what this, this, you know, committee wants to hear, what that committee wants to hear. Some people want to hear, what are you going to do in your first 30 days? Right. What are you going to do with coach retention? You yeah. Know, what are you going to do, you know, in regards to getting those seniors, you know, college scholarships, you know, and all that stuff. So then you hear guys about what, what, what your office is going to look like, you know, phase one, phase two, phase three. Are you doing spring football? Are you not doing right. spring football? What conversations are you going to have with your campus principal to talk about what coaches you're going to get rid of and stuff like that? So I'm sitting there thinking, dude, dude I, just, I the football part I got down. Right, it's I mean? the other stuff. It's the other stuff. Right. And I don't know what that other stuff entails because I don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they won't tell me what they want. So we put together kind of the most generic, you know, PowerPoint, you know, that kind of hit on everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, this would be good because when we get to the question and answer part afterwards, you can, then I can, you know, I can address yeah. that further. I don't want to spend too much time talking about off season when they don't want to hear about off season at all. Right. You know, fortunately enough for me is, you know, I had been here for so long already that I didn't have to answer a lot of questions about, you know, 
offensive and de you know defensive schemes because that's what we do because that's what we do right you know and so they don't need to they don't need to you know hear that because they know mm -hmm. so i get in there get my powerpoint you know coach amandola the last couple of minutes say, hey go you got two minutes left you got one minute you got 30 seconds left. i'm sitting there thinking okay okay i gotta get this one out i gotta get it in so i get through it say thanks you know coach will let you know awesome uh-huh get back in the truck call Lindsay. hey how'd it go no. i think it went all right but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you talk about being just in uncharted territories. Uh -huh. I have no idea. I think yeah. I killed it, but I don't know yeah. what they're looking for. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, they tell me, you know, we'll, we'll let you know in a couple of days. And so, again, I'm thinking, okay, this next phone call I get is going to be a, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Again, I'm still kind of in that mode where I'm a 30-year-old guy, no head coaching right. experience, you know, and all that stuff. And so I get a phone call. I want to say it was it was two or three days later. Coach Amandola said, okay, bud, one more. Awesome. So who's this one? Is this you and the principal? No, no, you're going to the big house, buddy. You're talking to the superintendent. Is it just me? Oh, no, there's, there's a couple of other guys. So how many other guys? Well, I can't tell you that. So, because I've always heard if you're going to the soup, it's done. It's over. Right. So, no, no, buddy. <laughs> We're going to send, you know, you're going to the soup, but it's not, it's not a done deal. You got to go meet with the superintendent and, you know, <laughs> answer a series of questions there. And I'm sitting there thinking, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, when's that happening? Tomorrow. Hey. <laughs> what time? 8 a.m. Okay. All right. He said, come over to my office, check in with, with Elizabeth, my secretary, and whenever she's ready or they're ready for you over in, in Dr. Watson's office, you know, they'll call you over. Is there anything specific that, he, you know, he, I need to address in the interview? No, coach, just be there and just bring your A game. Yes, sir. So what? Is this like an AD? You know, is this yeah. a football? I mean, what is this, right. coach? I don't know what it is, but eight o'clock. So I, okay, so I, I get another suit. You know, now I'm on suit number three. <laughs> you know, two weeks ago I had a suit that I wasn't sure fit or not. You know, you pull out the suit once a year for the banquet. You know, so. <laughs> Oh I'm my gosh. Suit number three. I'm like on a first name basis with a guy down at, you know, men's warehouse, you know, buying my own suits and stuff now. And so he walks in and says, Hey, you know, you need another suit? I'm like, Yeah, I need another suit. Okay, so. <laughs> so I get in, you know, I get to coach Amandola's office the next day, 7 45 in the morning. He says, Hey, you ready? So I'm about to throw up, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go get it. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, man. So we get over there, you know, and I don't know if you've ever been in, like, in, I'm sure you've been to a superintendent's office in the big uh -huh. district. You walk in, and it's like the size uh, of our entire field. Oh, yeah. You know, there's this big, long table with the, the table at the end of yeah, it. Yeah. You walk down a hallway, and I'm like... <clears throat> What is this? Usually when you go into the soup's office, it's like for something bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I walk in, superintendent's here, the director of HR's here, and then they just grill me for yeah. 30 minutes about just anything you can imagine. And um, I say grill me. I mean, Dr. Watson is an unbelievable guy. Right. Great superintendent. He was awesome, awesome guy. But he wanted to make sure, you know, that... Yeah, they got their guy. They're not hiring an idiot, you, yeah. you know, and... And it was, you know, it was hard questions and, you know, more focused and geared on, you know, what are you going to do for student development? You know, I mean, he was very adamant in the fact that, you know, winning football games is, is great at Spring High School, but that's not what we're about in Spring High School. We're about, you know, changing, kid li changing kids' lives and, you know, getting them ready for what's next, which is what my entire, you know, 
game plan and strategy was and has been since I started teaching. That's coaching. that's what you do, you know. And I, I you, you, know, you probably wouldn't say this, but I'll say this. I mean, it's no better guy to do that than you. I mean, that's that's that. I'm, I might be biased, but that's just how I feel about that, <laughs> you know. You know, and what I told what I told you know Dr. Watson, the coach Amendola, and our principal, and what I what I've made a staple, you know, for my entire coaching staff and for these kids is. Look, we have some special kids with some yeah. special playmaking abilities, what we do. But you can take an unbelievable athlete with a terrible attitude, and you can go five and five, and you can go six and four, or you can go, you know, you can make the playoffs and be one and done every single year. And at the end of the day, what have you really accomplished? Right. To me, I'm more about training the mind and training the kid and putting them, you know, in adverse situations through off season and through the season to help them grow, you know, as as a human being and as a person. You know, my goal is when they leave this place, they, they're going to be a better father for it one day, that they're going to be, yeah. a, you know, something better. I want them to walk out of this place, you know, and leaving this place in themselves better than what they found when they got here or mm -hmm. what they saw themselves as when they got here. To me, every kid graduating and every kid having a 2.5 to 3.0 to a 4.0 GPA is more important than winning state championships. Right. To me, if you can train the young man or the individual to be a better person. Everything else don't fall in line. Everything else takes care of itself. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you can, I, I have been a part of teams and a part of programs where you're average across the board talent-wise, but that six inches from ear to ear, you know, if you can get that where it needs to be, that six inches, then you got them and you can do some special things and these yeah. kids can turn into something special in life. And to me, that's the biggest thing is, you know, a lot of our kids here, you know, have had, you know, some hardships in life and, and mm -hmm. they've experienced a lot of letdown and, and, you know, a lot of failure, you know, in their life. And if we can find something, the one thing here that gives them hope, that gives them a complete different perspective on what life really is. Right. Then we've won. Big time. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, you know, in this in this profession, you know, in this community. It's all about, you know, making those relationships and, you know, and earning these young men's trust and, and having them trust themselves, you know, and trust one another, yeah. you know, so I meet with the superintendent for 30 minutes and, and then again, it's one of those deals. Hey, we'll let you know. And I yeah. said, well, can, can we're going on like a month now of this grilling process. Can you let me know, you know, can you give me kind of an idea of what this timeline is? Oh, coach, we'll let you know by the end of the day today. Okay. So that's like the first promising thing I've heard. Right, the time. Said, we'll let you know by the end of the day. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so it's 8.45, 9 o'clock, I get in my truck, call Lindsay, how'd it go? Well, I think I killed it, but I don't know. So, and it was, it was so funny because that day we were uh, we were star testing on oh, campus. Oh, okay. And so my principal, you know, Miss Melinda, she, you know, I asked her if I could leave. She's like, absolutely, you know, go do that. But she said, but as soon as you get done, come see me because I want to know, you know, how it went. Because, you know, at, she was in my corner. I, I truly believe that. Right. I truly believe Coach Amendola was in my corner. But you don't know. I mean, right. they've all, everyone's got a word to match. You know, they've got a. They can't let you know. Hey, man, we're rooting know. for you. You right. know. <laughs> you know. So. But good luck. But good luck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you give me any insight? Nope. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. So I get back to campus, and uh, I let I let the testing coordinator know that I'm back. She's like, you know, well, we need you in a classroom to you know to, for testing, and I'm like. Is there any way you can put me like in the hallway to be like a hall monitor? Because I'm expecting like a very, very important phone call. And she's yeah. like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll put you, you know, we'll, we'll put you in the, you know, in a hallway by the bathroom and, and all that. But don't be on your phone. 
Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know, so I get that assignment. I go see Miss uh, Melendez and tell her, you know, hey, I'm back. You know, how'd it go? It went great, you know, and all that. And so I go um, uh, back down to my office for a few minutes, you know, kind of just decompress and kind of just just settle in, take a deep take breath. Take a deep and breath, kinda, yeah. You know, catch my ground and all that. And, Um, and then I decided, you know, I'm gonna go back up to her office and just, you know, just give it one more little, one, you know, one little push. And um, for what reason, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I decided to do that, or you know, maybe it was just, you know, anxiety or you know, being nervous or, or what the case was. But I walked it back to your office, and I'm sitting in there, and my phone rings. It's two eight one eight nine one number, which is a district number. Yeah. And so, and I'm like, Miss Williams, I'm sorry, my phone's ringing. She's like, Well, who is it? And I'm like, I don't know. It's two eight one eight nine one six, you know, whatever it is. And she goes, "That's this. That's central office." And I'm like, "Are you serious?" She's like, "Yeah, answer it." And I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "I'll step out in the hallway." Said, okay. So hello, this is Coach Miller. This is Dr. Watson and, and Mr. McKeithen, you know, with HR. You know, we just have a few more questions we want to ask you. And I'm like, "Son of a gun, man!" <laughs> and so it's, uh, then it turns. Now Dr. Watson wants to know what my offensive, what my defensive philosophy is, uh -huh. and, you know, and you know, and what's my comfortability level being a head coach, you know, because I've never been a head coach. So I answer like five more questions, and then yeah. he's okay. That's all we need. We'll let you know by the end of the day. And I'm like, my goodness. I'm sitting there thinking I'm either fixing to get the best news of my life or the worst news of my life. And turns out he just wants to ask talk. Five Let's more talk, questions. man. Let's just talk. Yeah. So <laughs> what else you got for me? <laughs> I get the phone. I go get Miss uh, Melinda. She's like, "How'd it go?" And I'm like, eh, "I just had to answer some more." You're like, like, "They're killing me." <laughs> so I'm like, "You know what? I'm just gonna go back to my testing spot. Yeah. And just, you know, to God, you know, and let this, you know, play itself out." Mm -mm -mm. So I tell her I'm going back to my testing spot. Which I don't. I come right back down here to the field house, and I'm, now I'm like hitting the panic button. Like, yeah. What next? You know, you pray. Okay, God, what? You know? And you know, then, then you, you you go through all those ultimatums. Like, God, I promise you, if you give me this job, then I'll do this. If you do this, yeah, I'll do this. yeah. You play that whole game. That conversation. I, yeah, and then you're just stuck in your head. Yeah. You know, you're repeating the same things. You're getting the same response in your mind and all that. And so finally, after about an hour. I'm down. I'm still down here in the field house where I'm not. And I'm supposed to be, you know, in the hallway doing my testing to do my phone rings. It's Miss Belinda. I'm thinking, man, I got busted. She's making around. She's making a laugh. So I'm not where I'm supposed to be now. She's gonna call and grill me. She's like, I need to see you in my office right now. And I'm like, yep, somebody got me. <laughs> not where I was supposed to be. Because I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna get a phone call at the end of the day. Right. So I get up there. I walk into her office. She's in her office. Coach Amendola's in, uh, in her office, and Coach Santos in her office. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay. So they're they're giving me the you know the you know the respect of coming over here to tell me thanks but no thanks instead of yeah. calling me on the phone and let me know on the phone. So I say, so I walk in. Coach Amendola says, "Hey bud, have a seat." Coach Amendola says, "Hey bud, it's never good." So I have a seat. And he looks at me. And goes, he says, "Coach, you know, we just want to let you know you've done, you know, you did an amazing job through, you know, this whole process, and you know, you've you showed some things, you know, that we didn't think we see out of you, you know." And he said, "And so at this time, we're gonna we're gonna have to tell you that we're gonna offer you the job." And I'm like, "What?" Yes. <laughs> Because you can just give me this big delivery, like, yeah. it's done. And I'm like, yeah. so I take it, you know, a, a, you know a, just a big, you know, stretch, sigh of relief. And I thought I was going to start crying. He's like, 
Okay, you ready? And I'm ready for what? He says, no, we gotta, let's go back down to the field. We, we, got, we gotta talk, we got some stuff we gotta get ironed out. And I'm like, okay, can I, but I just didn't, just, just give me a minute, okay, so I can process this. He's like, oh no, no, take your time, call your wife. Yeah. I'll see you down in the field house. And so, it was, man, it was, it was an awesome, you know, feeling, awesome experience. Yeah. You know, I, I called Lindsay, you know, on my way down to the field house, which, if you're not familiar with Spring High School, the, the front office is on the other end of the building. The field uh -huh. house is all the way down here. You know, it's, I called her, she's crying. I get down here and I walk in, you know, to now the head coach's office. Coach Emmanuel's in there, you know, waiting. He's like, okay, now we got to go over this, 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 this. There's yeah. like 13 things on the board that we got to get knocked out because it's March. You know, yeah. there's so many. Are you doing spring football? Yes, I'm doing spring football. What are you, what are you doing here? What are you doing there? What are you end up sitting there thinking, okay, coach, I love you. <laughs> you just Slow told down. me, you just told me yes like five minutes ago, brother. <laughs> and everything that I thought I was ready for, I just completely forgot here for a yeah. because I'm like, now I'm thinking about what's next in my life. Right. <clears throat> Much less what's next in spring football, you know, right. or spring high school, you know, spectrum and all that. So. That's where I'm at. You know, I, I got the job. First year head coach, spring high school, you know, and I had at that point, you know, been coaching for eight years, you know, completely, mm -hmm. you know, in our world, unheard of. Unheard of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was, like I told everybody, I, I'm not ignorant enough to believe that I haven't been lucky and fortunate in, in every situation that's been presented to me, but right. I also believe, too, that that was god's way of putting me in every you know situation you know that i wasn't probably ready for at the moment but through him and with him and with his help got me exactly where i needed to be in every one of the situations and got me to where i am now for sure whether it was on my timetable you know or somebody else's timetable it doesn't matter ultimately it was in the hands of god and yeah god placed me everywhere at every moment that he wanted me for me to be where i am now Amen, brother. <laughs> it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. You know, and there's still so much work to be done. Right. You know, here in football, in the classroom, you know, right. in the building, in every aspect of Spring High School and in this community, there's, there's still a lot of work to be done. And it's just, it's very exciting and very, you know, crazy at the same time yeah. to just look at where you've been, what you've been through, where you're at now, and where you want to go. Yeah.